starting a brand new series called Stretched Thin. So between now and Mother's Day, I'm going to be doing a series of messages, three in fact, that are going to talk a little bit about our response and what's a typical response, why it's typical, and really how should we respond. And so in the world that we're living in right now, I have been watching for the past several weeks, as have you, listening to the radio, listening to the news, watching what's going on online. And I find that people are responding to this COVID-19 crisis and everything that's going on around us in fear or frustration or faith. Fear, frustration, or faith. And that's what this series is going to be about. What's your response? How can God's word as a Christ follower change your response? What's a proper response? And, and what does God's word say about it? Because here's what's going on. We're, we're all kind of settled into um, what's happened around us and what's going on around us. And, and you kind of, you, you, you've kind of picked a lane that either you're, you're very frustrated and quite frankly, you're just ready for, to get the kids back to school, to get out of the house, to get life back to normal. Maybe you're frustrated because of anxieties and, and issues and frustrations with the job market and what's happening in the economy and all of those things. Or you're very fearful. You know, I don't know if, I, if I've contracted this or not. I'd, I'd like to know. And if not, what, what's the effect going to be on me? Am I going to live or am I going to die? Or, 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 or what happens? You know, what's happening in the economy? Will we ever get back? Will, will, will it ever get back to where it needs to be? And, and, and can, can D.C. and the governors and, and everybody just, can everybody get on the same page? And, 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 you know, and you're kind of just fearful. Just like as long as you're kind of in your home you're okay but yet there's a whole fear and anxiety there of of what's next and 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 then the whole idea of faith it just feels like it's like it's in a galaxy far 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 away like it's something that hey man maybe you pastor Aaron maybe you can do that but I just can't I just want to help us in the next couple of weeks unpack fear frustration and faith because I think all of us are dealing with fear frustration and we all wanna respond in faith. So today I wanna talk about fear. What what are you fearful of? But before the COVID-19 crisis, if I were to ask you the question, what what kind of gets your blood pressure up? What what are you fearful of? Well, for me, it's gonna sound kind of funny. I'm fearful of skunks. I have this crazy fear of skunks. Now, I know I'm probably gonna have people send me like Pepe Le Pew clips and, and, uh, and, and uh, all kinds of stuff. And, and I can just imagine buddies and friends of mine getting a hold of this information. And, but I'm one of those kinds of people, it's like, uh, like I have always liked being outdoors and I like to camp and I like to go to the lake and do all that kind of stuff. And, and skunks have always freaked me out because again, if you go to kill a skunk, what if it, if it sprays before you kill it, then, then it's effect, it affects everybody. I'm not worried about a skunk biting me, but, but it's that, that nasty odor. And then skunks sometimes just kind of, they kind of go around and they're a little bit like, um, uh, like, like they just kind of do what they want to do. And I, I'll never forget a one night I was up at the lake and, 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 and it was a beautiful summer night in, in North central Wisconsin. And, and I'm, I'm outside on this, this, this outside deck and I'm talking and, and in the middle of this, I just see it's about dusk, this skunk just making its way right up past where we were. To, and I, 
completely freaked out. I mean, for, for weeks after that, I had multiple, like waking up in the middle of the night, like, is there a skunk? What's going on? <laughs> Again, I know that's kind of crazy, but that's kind of one of my fears. I don't like snakes either, but, but, but skunks really wig me out. What's your fear? What are you fearful of? What, what's the thing that you don't like? Is it snakes? Is it spiders? Is it whatever? Now, as we've gone through this, this last several weeks with this COVID-19, it feels like an eternity. Man, fear is ratcheted up in a way that is way beyond my fear of skunks, right? I mean, it's way beyond any of that. It's what's going to happen? I don't have control. I don't know the outcome. I don't know what, what goes on. What, 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 will, what will actually transpire? You know, a few weeks ago, uh, early into this, my aunt and uncle, uh, my uncle contracted COVID-19, went into the hospital, and three days later, he passed. My aunt, uh, she contracted as well, and she, she lived and is, is at home today. Uh, my uncle, great, great health. Uh, you know, he walked three miles a day, cut his yard, cuts a neighbor's yard. I mean, just as physically fit. He's 91, but I mean, he's just drives, goes, does. He looks like you would think he's a 60 year old man, the way he gets around. Um, fear, what, what happens? This, this goes from personal fear to, to even the word pandemic. It just feels like it's scary and it's crazy. And so what happens in, in the life of a Christ follower? What, what do you do? I mean, both my aunt and my uncle, they, they love Jesus and they're followers of Jesus Christ. And what's the proper response? How, how do you deal with this? How do you unpack this? Um, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. I want to give you this verse. This is the verse we're going to unpack today. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Let's talk about fear. Now, there is, there's two kinds of fear. There's healthy fear and harmful fear. So let's talk about healthy fear for a minute. Healthy fear is what a parent does for their, for, for, for their children. When a parent says, hey, you know, you've got to, watch, you know, snakes. I mean, they can harm us and, and there's poisonous snakes and non-poisonous snakes and know the difference. And these spiders can, can bite you. They can harm you. You know, what, beware of strangers. I mean, th- there's a certain amount of, you've got to pay attention to this and you, you've got to, it's healthy fear keeps you safe. It's a healthy respect for things that can harm you. It keeps you safe. It brings awareness to potential danger and hazard. So nothing wrong with that. I mean, you, you know, if no one told you that, that, uh, that, that you could, you know, die from, from, from uh, drinking a, 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 a bottle of bleach, right? If, if there's no warning on the label, I mean, I'm sure it would taste disgusting, but if there's no warning, in essence, there, there, there's, you're, you're, your body's going to respond to it regardless if, uh, if you know it or not. But when someone tells you, hey, don't do this, don't, don't touch this, the stove, when it's hot, it's going to burn you. These are going to be the, those are healthy fears. They're, they're trying to help you. The Bible teaches healthy fear. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10 says that the fear of the Lord is a beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That phrase, fear of the Lord, it refers to reverence and respect for God. 
We even teach our kids this. We raise them up. We even say as we dedicate children unto the Lord that they're, we're raising them in the fear and the admonition of God. We, we want to teach them to reverence God, to reverence his word, to, to, to reverence what, what, what the, he loves us so much and to respect that because God is the giver and the taker of life. And it's not a scary fear. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a dreadful fear, it's, but it's a reverence. Oswald Chambers says it this way. The remarkable thing about God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you do not fear God, you fear everything else. That's healthy fear. But what's, un, what, what's, what's an unhealthy fear? What we would call a harmful fear. Harmful fear destroys you and it enslaves you. It destroys you and it enslaves you. Psychologists have, have identified over 700 phobias or fears that we can have. Again, my fear of skunks, I'm sure is somewhere in there. But harmful fear is where you discount God's care for you and for your life. You're so paralyzed, you're so, you're so uh, uh, completely struck with fear that, that, that the power of God over that, the, the, the supremacy of God over that, his place in your life over that, his ability to keep you and all of that, that you allow this harmful, destroying, enslaving fear to kind of enslave you. you. You allow your fear of whatever it may be to kind of hold you hostage. Your, your fear of what happens if I can contract the coronavirus? What, what happens, it, it, will I die? Well, how sick will I be? What, what, what happens? What, what, what happens if, if I, you know, with, with the economy, what, what's going to happen with my retirement? What about my job? What about this? And what about that? And what about if my spouse can't work? And what about if the kids never go back to school? Oh God, help us, right? What, whatever it may be, it, all of a sudden what happens is harmful fear begins to enslave you. It destroys you. And what happens is, is that you discount God's power in your life. You discount God's promises in your life. What his word says you discount God's place in your life. And you basically dethrone God and you elevate fear. You kind of dethrone God and you elevate fear. Whereas healthy fear allows you to go, no God, I'm gonna fear you and you alone. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. So if I, if I fear him, if I have reverence and respect for him, that's what that means to fear the Lord. If I, if I put him in that place and all these other things will take care of themselves. So it's really a pretty simple choice. Are you gonna fear God and him alone, which would be a healthy fear of reverence and respect? Or are you gonna fear the world and the things in it? You, you really don't get to have both. Now, you may struggle with this. This may be, you may have an anxiety disorder. You may have a panic disorder. You may have certain things that you don't want to fear these things, but they just creep in. They just, that skunk, right? They just kind of creeps into your dreams and turns a, a great dream into a nightmare. I, I don't know, but, but, but my point is, but you still have power to choose. Let me go back to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. God has not given us a spirit of fear. But God's given you what? Power, love, and a sound mind. It's your choice. Choice is completely implied in this. God's given you not the spirit of fear, but he's given you this. Do you want the spirit of fear, an unhealthy fear, something that destroys you or enslaves you, or do you want what God has for you? What does God have for you? Instead of fear, God, first of all, gives us power. Power. Power to live. Power to live a life 
to the full. Look at Acts chapter 17, verse 28. The Bible says in him, speaking of Jesus, we live and we move and we have our being. When I am in God and God is in me, in him I live and I move and I have my being. The second thing that it gives me power to do is to overcome, to overcome. Love this verse, Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things. And the, in the original Greek, that word, that phrase, all things means all things. I know that's really deep, but, but again, I, I can do all things. I can even overcome my fear of skunks, amen? I, I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Romans 8, 11, because the power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. That's why you can do all things. Not because of you, but because the power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. So we have power to live. We have power to overcome. And without God's power, we become victimized. Without God's power, we become, we, be, we, we, we dread. Without God's power, we become overtaken by fear. But when God gives you power to overcome, power to live, fear has no place. Get at your choice. I love the Old Testament account of David and Goliath the Valley of Eli. And if, if you were there with us uh, on the Israel trip, we actually were there and we got to overlook that valley and right before a, a, a rainstorm, almost a hailstorm came, <laughs> uh, came and just dumped on us that day. But, but we're there and we're looking at the, at, at the valley. There, there's this Valley of Eli. And, and so on one side of the valley was the Philistines, which was the arch enemy uh, uh, of, the, of, the, um, of Israel. And then on the other side were the Israelites. And, and the Philistines put their prize fighter, Goliath, this giant of a man, and down into the middle of the valley. And he would cry out insults unto God and, and, and curse God and mock Israel and say, just bring us a fighter. And the deal was, whoever won the fight between Israel's fighter and between Goliath, winner takes all. The, the loser begins, is enslaved to the winner. And Israel is completely embroiled in this harmful, enslaving, destroying fear. They forgot about who God was. They forgot about the God that they served. They forgot about how powerful God is. They, they forgot, and they, instead, they were given over to a spirit of fear. And then David shows up. And David doesn't have this harmful fear. David only has a healthy fear. He, he only fears God and God alone. And, and we see it in his life as he's protecting the sheep of his father's flock. He takes care of the lion and destroys a lion and destroys a bear. Uh, not with some arsenal, not with a, with a gun or with some firearm, but rather with a sling and with his bare hands. Pretty amazing for a kid who would have been middle school, high school age. And he stands there. And he hears all the insults of Goliath and he hears and he sees the fear of Israel. And in that moment, 1 Samuel chapter 17 records the words of David. Then David said to the Philistine, to Goliath, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. For this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and I will take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcass of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth and all that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Woo, don't shut me down when I'm preaching good. 
I mean, you can feel the power in that statement. You can feel the power of what David's doing. He's standing there, this young shepherd boy. He's not a warrior. He's not a fighter. He's never killed a man in his life, but he's about to. He's never taken down a giant in his life, but he's about to. He's never overcome anything else, but he's about to. Why? Because he doesn't lean into harmful fear, fear that enslaves, fear that destroys the way Israel was. He leans into a healthy fear that he's gonna fear God alone and that's it. And so he takes the power that Paul's talking about here in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. He takes that power and he stands in it. And in that moment, you know exactly what happens with the rest of the story. He kills the giant, overcomes the nation of the Philistines. See, there's nothing that you face, there's nothing that I face that the power of God cannot overcome. Second thing that we get when we don't choose fear, we get love, love. Now that sounds really soft, but look at what 1 John chapter 4, verse 18 says. For there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Much more powerful. When you hear the word love, sometimes you just think of like romantic. Again, going back to that skunk thing, I'm thinking of Pepe Le Pew, right? And I mean, just, it's this love. It's this, this kind of oozy, kind of uh, soft, kind of mushy, kind of uh, emotional. No, 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 no. The love that he's talking about here, it's a power. It's a force to be reckoned with. It, it, it's, it's a presence that when in its presence, all fear is gone. In its presence, it pushes everything else aside. It, it's, it's, not a, it's not a passive noun. It's, it's a verb in, in essence. It's, it's, this, it's this essence of who God is. And our love for God and his love for us cancels out all fear. Again, when I focus on him, then the rest of this goes away. Take for example, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a mama bear. You know, if you're ever in the woods, you're in the North Woods in Wisconsin and, and, or anywhere, quite frankly, and, and you see some cubs, you know one thing that the mama bear is not far away. And so don't ever get around those little cubs as cute as they may be because mama bear is going to come and then mama bear is going to be pretty ferocious. And if you ever get between mama bear and baby bear, you're done, right? You're, you're, it, you're over, right? Stick a fork in you, you are done. It's that because the love of that mama bear for that baby bear is more powerful than you. It's this essence of what love is all about. It's so powerful. I mean, I think women are powerful before kids, but after they have kids, they are like all powerful. Can I get a witness? I mean, before kids, women are pretty powerful, but once they have kids, they're like, they become like all powerful. It, it doesn't matter. Uh, and, and it doesn't even have to be your kids that you get all kind of geeked out about. I mean, we were in Israel and we were actually in Bethlehem, which is Palestinian territory. And so it, you can feel a certain amount of tenseness and whatever. And, and we had been inside a, a store shop and, 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 and looking at some things and buying some souvenirs. And there was a whole bus full of us, you know, back last in, in January. And, 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 and I'm sitting in the very front and, and, uh, there were some, some guys, as soon as we walked out, some, uh, some, some Palestinian um, kind of, uh, they were selling, you know, they had their little trinkets and stuff and they want you to buy and they knew that you were, you were a tourist and you were just coming out of this shop that basically is for tourists and you're buying stuff. And so they're wanting you to buy their little trinkets and stuff. And so, so a couple of, of our people, unbeknownst to them, they took their trinkets and put them in their bags and acted like they were free and then they wanted to be paid for them. And it was a total kind of a scam. And, and, uh, and so one, one of the, a couple of the gals were kind of, you could see they were a bit perplexed and my wife is sitting right beside me. And before I could grab her, she was, 
goes off of the bus, standing between the woman that was there and this man that was as big and tall as I am. And she is kind of in his face and telling him to go where, what he needs to do, get out of here. I mean, you're talking about an international incident. I thought, oh dear God, we're, we're, we're going we're to be on the world news tonight. And I'm having to literally grab my wife and say, Tammy, get back in this bus, get back. What, what was that? She had no fear. She was fearless because this was, this was somebody from the flock. This was somebody from the church. This was a, a fellow a, a, a woman that was there. That, and, and all of a sudden, she just steps, doesn't think about size, doesn't think about shape, doesn't think about, she's just going to deal with the situation. So this is what Paul's talking about. When the love of God is in you, you are fearless. Maybe a little crazy on that situation, but you are fearless. Perfect love casts out all fear. God's love removes for us, removes and replaces all fear. So power, love. Third thing he says we have is a sound mind. Sound mind. Now this is speaking of wisdom that emerges from self-discipline. Listen to this. A mind, when when he says sound mind, this is what he means. It's a mind that can distinguish between healthy fear, which is fear of God, and harmful fear, which destroys and enslaves us. It's the discernment between healthy fear, fear of God, and harmful fear, which can enslave us. That's pretty powerful. Wisdom is not just information. Wisdom is not just knowledge. It's information and knowledge that is applied, that's practical. So it allows you to go, hey, you know what? Right now, it's probably pretty smart that we stay in shelter as best we can and we do our best and, and that's the smart thing to do. It, that's, that's wisdom. We have the information. We, we have what the CDC has said about this coronavirus and we have all this. And so even as a church, we, we're, 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 gonna, we're gonna be a church that's known what we're for, not what we're against. Uh, we know God's bigger than any of this, but at the same time, we also wanna be good citizens and we also wanna be good members in the, in the community and society. And we also know that, you know, according to the Bible, that when sin entered the world, so did sickness, death, and disease. And so we just need to be mindful. So when I became a Christ follower, I didn't quit washing my hands and go, well, God's gonna protect me. I, I, didn't, I didn't go, you know, I, I didn't just quit and just arbitrarily go, well, I'm not gonna pay my taxes. God's gonna protect me and I'm gonna be in jail. Or I'm gonna, you know, if I don't wash my hands, I'll be dead. But does that make sense? I mean, it's one of those kinds of like, I keep, I have wisdom. Sound mind means that I have discernment in that wisdom to know what's up from the Lord and what's not. What's a healthy fear and what's not. You and I being fearful of, am I going to die? Is this going to overtake me? Is this, God's not given us, that's, 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 a, that's a fear and anxiety that he's not given us. No, no, we lean to his power. The sound mind gives us discernment to go, nope, 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 nope. Our life is in God's hands. Nope, we, we, it, God, God is a giver and the, and, and the author and the finisher of life. He's a giver and taker of life. I mean, no, you know, I may not understand everything, but I'm gonna trust in him and I'm gonna put my cares up on him and I'm gonna, his yoke is easy, his burden is light. I'm gonna have a sound mind. I'm, I'm gonna distinguish between what's healthy and what's harmful. So how does this work? I'm so glad you asked that question. You're so smart, Life Church. Look at Colossians chapter three, verse one and two. It says, since then you have been raised with Christ. So set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above and not on earthly things. He tells us very simply how this works. Number one, keep my mind on things that are eternal. Keep my mind on things that are eternal. What's, what's eternal in my life? God, 
my relationship with him, what I do for him, my family, my friends, my relationships, people that are fellow Christ followers, the people that I attend Life Church with, the people that brothers and sisters in Christ, everything that I do, everything that I give. So of my time, my talent, my treasure, my tithe, my offering, my acts as I do them as unto the Lord, those things are all eternal. Keep my mind on those things. Keep my heart on those things. Keep my focus on those things. And keep my mind on things that will last, not things that are here today and gone tomorrow. So what are the things that, that are here today and gone tomorrow? Well, money's here today and gone tomorrow. Things are here today and gone tomorrow. My house, my car, my clothes, my titles, my degrees, my diplomas, my achievements. I don't take that with me to heaven. So I'm not gonna focus on those things. I'm gonna focus on only the things that are eternal. What's eternal? God, his word, my relationship with him and people. Real simple. God, his word, my relationship with him and people. What's eternal? God, his word, my relationship with him and people. So I'm gonna focus there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow my mind to be set on these things. Because I love what Matthew says. The book of Matthew, chapter 10, verse 28, 31, there's a phrase that says this, do not fear those who can destroy your body. Don't fear those who have the ability to take care of things that are temporal. My body is temporal. Am I gonna take care of it as best I can? Absolutely, but I'm not gonna fear anyone that has the ability to do that. So today, you choose how you're gonna respond. When you feel stretched thin and when fear tries to come in, you have a choice. Are you gonna respond in fear? And by that, I mean, are you gonna respond in an unhealthy fear and a harmful fear, a fear that enslaves, a fear that destroys? Are you going to respond in power, not in yourself, but in him, in love, not in yourself, but in him, and of a sound mind that comes from him? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you today for your word. I thank you today for how clear it is. And I ask God in these moments today that you would just so let this message just be downloaded deep into our heart. God, I pray for anyone that's dealing with anxiety today, with their fear today, God, with, that's enslaving them and that's destroying, it's eating away at their very health. I pray God that you would, Lord, let them choose today to trust in you and to have a, a fear only of you, which is a healthy fear, and with that, receive the power and the love and the sound mind. I pray for all of us that kind of toggle sometimes between fear and, 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 and <sighs> trusting you. Help us today to choose to trust you. Power, love, sound mind. Set our mind on things that are eternal, things that last. You, your word, our relationship with you and people. I pray today in Jesus' name, amen.